Uh, okay. All right. There's a lot here. There's a lot here. There's a lot here. There's a lot here. I'm going to keep yelling. I'm going to see someone's still going. It's still going. Oh. Are my levels okay, Andrew? Because this is uh, back doing on great. the others. Your okay, levels great. look like a beauteous perfect. You okay there, bud? <laughs> you had a... I'm uh, uh, getting up at 6.30 or earlier these days with the kids going to school. Um, my mornings are a little bit on the hectic side with drop-off because they're currently at two different campuses for the last year of preschool. Mm. And so, you know, by the end of the day, um, I get a little loopsville been uh you know this is one of those things that's going to recur for you throughout their lives right as they <laughs> move up in the school ladder uh in theory if the schools hold true uh to their designation as quality schools and if neither of us ends up in a situation where we need to move uh after this preschool all the schools are within walking distance and for the most part, except for the the years where one of them moves up, they're going to the same exact place, right? Well, yeah. Right. So for the next, like most of the time, you're fine. Except then, yeah. it's when one of them promotes out of, up to the next school, right? Yeah. Well, so far, so far, the next school is uh, an extra 180 yards further down the street. Just really insurmountable distance there. I don't know what you could it is, possibly do. It is one and a half football fields. <laughs> it's really insurmountable. I can measure it because there's a football field. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone. I'm going to start the episode 273 of We Were Gamers, a podcast. Well, this is kind of what it's about, what you've just heard there. Um, you know, it's hard to find time to play games these days, but... Um, we'd love to check in with each other cause we're often playing different things. And so Michael's here. Hey everybody. JJ's here. Hello. And this way we can feel like we play as many games as we used to when we didn't have to walk children to school or go to work or, 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 you know what I mean? Oh boy. Uh, JJ. Yes. I am sorry to report that the carbon scoring visualizer situation did not resolve in time for it to go up this morning. Man, I was bummed because I felt like you were getting real close. We, at the end we of had all there. And then... we had a breakthrough moment towards the end that I think I was close. Um, the, the original breakthrough did not work out great. I tried without the glow. I tried reducing the number. I tried a lot of things. Uh, the time did not go down on any of them. So uh, I'm going to rebuild the project from scratch. Yeah, and I wonder uh, if the, we'll go from I, there. I wonder if the solution to this is like the less thing. So the way I understand what's happening there, right, is it's essentially creating an image to add to every single frame of the video. Yeah. Right. And so the more calculations it has to do each time a frame is rendered the more work it becomes oh yeah so you, you want to do the least amount of boxes i know that's I know. the key yeah. i think and so no matter yep. what i think whether you just copy boxes or transform them in whatever way or something you're probably making it worse yeah and so maybe the answer is like one bar somewhere i tried to bring in 
one of those pre-made visualizers through uh, Reactor Core, which is like an add-on oh. for for DaVinci mm-hmm. Resolve. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can you know, Michael. Own... Hold on, sorry. I feel like we're ignoring Michael in this discussion. We could teach you this stuff, and you could tr- also know the pain if you want. <laughs> yes, anytime, I mean, you guys, not, it sound, you guys make it sound so exciting, Michael. It's not next... that it, it isn't that hard, truly. And, and like Andrew's a pretty good teacher. He taught me, and I didn't know anything about this stuff. And it isn't. It is kind of cool to be able to like edit your own videos. I edited those videos of my car that I put up. You know, I yeah. made like a a motion tracking blurring of my license plate as I walked around it and stuff. And that was I finished that. I was like. I'm a cool guy. <laughs> so it's like, you know, you could learn. It's not that tough. It's just the the tough part is the other end where then you have to hit render and it goes for 12 hours. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I have a stronger processor in a box waiting to go into this computer when I decide to purchase some RAM and an upgraded uh, NVMe. And, you know, someday maybe even a graphics card although maybe i won't hold out for that there's two possible answers to this one is i need to pay davinci some money so that i can use my graphics card to help crunch some numbers uh it would i'm going to guess slash the time dramatically that's a possibility that i'm considering doing i think it, it might depends be on what their pricing structure is, right? If they're going to like charge us yearly, I don't know about that. I believe but... it is a one-time per edition fee. So like 17 is on point three now, and when they decide to move to 18, you got to pay again. But there's an upgraded cost, you know? Hmm. Okay. Um, I don't know. I, I would like to be able to do cool things like that. And I also am thinking about uh, doing a recording, uh, video recording for at least carbon scoring, since we're talking about carbon scoring right here. Uh, and the visualizer because we often throw pictures into the discussion i don't know if you've been listening to that episode jj i have uh, it was difficult to follow uh yeah so <laughs> i think that maybe if i record video then i'll at least on my screen know when the pictures should be put up into the graphic right because then i can track it without having to listen to the podcast again right uh, and then and then superimpose images into the YouTube video, which would not be my screen. You know, um, that's my initial plan. But I would need some horsepower for doing that too. Yeah. Um, I, I I I don't know. Anyway, anything interesting in that carbon scoring? Since you are listening to it, I don't know. Oh, I, I I was yeah, I was enjoying the discussion about um, licensing and like digital licensing and how that stuff works. And then I came around and you started talking about work that you had done in the past. Andrew, I never realized you worked on like licensing and processing super old commercials and TV shows and movies <laughs> and stuff into digital. Yeah. That was, it was like uh, maybe four months into, so I, I went into Hollywood, I walked in a door and someone I knew knew someone who knew someone who's like, well, we could always use a person to enter data into a computer. So for like three months, I was just getting pieces of paper from the people that were upstairs doing this job and putting them into different databases. They had three different databases for doing this kind of thing where um, licensing info could be on that sheet, director information, actor information, um, you know, processing information, all sorts of stuff that's kind of very minutia related so that a person with a job that was using information 
what could look in this database without having to ask anybody in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so like, Hey, that ad, you know, about, uh, well, a lot of them were motorcycle and car ads. It was like, Hey, remember that ad that we did with the Jaguar, you know, who shot that piece because I want to go film something like that again. It would be like, Oh, the DP was this person. And uh, like, I imagine it's also to a case of, Oh, like this wasn't searchable before because these were made in like the nineties. Uh, yeah. Most of them were shot older. on film. Yeah. Shot on film transferred to Betamax tapes, uh, Whoa. for archiving. Although the film probably still existed in an, in an archive somewhere too, but the edited cuts and they'd have four or five edits, you know, because a commercial goes on air in 15s and 60s and 30s and 45s and, uh, different markets have different cuts and all that sort of stuff. And then, uh, yeah, like four months into that job, uh, I went upstairs into an extremely hot room. And if you know anything about tape, heat, not a great idea. Yeah. Uh, which is part of the reason they wanted to digitize these things and get rid of them. Uh, yeah, and uh, I would I would watch them as they were digitizing in a one-to-one digitizer. Oh my god, so slow! You had to actually watch all of the video. Yeah, I don't know if you ever if you ever seen one of these, but it literally is a one-to-one digitizer. You put a DVD on one side and a tape on the other. Oh uh, yeah. Uh huh. And then you just you like have to press three buttons in synchronization, and then you watch it go through on the screen. And, uh, and they were willing to thank goodness, uh, when the tapes had all the cuts on them, let you just digitize. And if this tape was bad, they'd throw away the DVD cause they didn't care. But if it was multiple, if it wasn't multiples, then you had to watch it to see if the tape had degraded too far to be digitized. And, and while you were watching it and you wrote down as much as you could on the, uh, tape information, if the tape information was missing, then you had to track down somebody in the building and uh yeah and then a lot of that stuff ended up going getting used for licensing because music right mm-hmm. uh, if the music wasn't listed you had to like look up what the mu- song was if you could if there were lyrics uh and like yeah. i just wonder if a lot of it is like oh yeah like do we even have rights to show this to anyone again yeah. right like it oh this was filmed for tv in this 80s mm-hmm. uh digital wasn't a thing then yeah do we even have like is it legal for us to put this on the internet like i don't even know right yeah yeah i'm trying to remember what the name of the show was uh gosh it was a western show oh my god this is uh this is 11 years no this is 13 years ago i'm trying to remember the name of it. <laughs> there was uh it was like 40 something episodes of a western that was up there that I had to watch through also uh, and do all the licensing stuff. Was the show any good? Uh, I don't know. I turned the sound off most of it. I just... <laughs> Reasonable. Yeah. As long as it worked for the first couple minutes, I assumed the sound worked the whole time, which was almost always the case. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I wouldn't say it was a bad, it wasn't a bad job. It was just a, it was hot and it was uh long. Yeah. It was work. Yeah. 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 Speaking of uh, carbon scoring, uh, we did a Star Trek subpod, JJ. We did. Subspace transmission, I guess you That's would right. say. 
mm-hmm. uh, which actually we talked a lot at the beginning of this, uh, at which I cut out <laughs> about the visualizer stuff because I figured that would be too much visualizer talk for Fair. most people. Uh, Michael. Which guy? If you had a list of Star Trek 2009 and Star Trek 2009, uh, would it go at the top or the bottom? Um, that's the only thing on my list. Yep, yeah, that's where, that's where we're at. Uh, uh, smack dab in the middle. There you go. Fair, we, fair. We uh, we talked about the Star Trek 2009 movie, and I joked that, uh, hey, since we had talked in the past about ranking Star Trek movies, now we had one on the list. Oh, yeah, there we go. It is both the worst and the best. It is. It, it sometimes is the worst, isn't it? And sometimes it is quite enjoyable. There are great parts, and there are parts that are not as great. And people should listen to the yeah. pod and find out what we think. Yeah. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. All right. It's going to be a jam-packed day because I know for a fact I have two games to talk about. It sounded like JJ's got at least two games to talk about. Michael, you've got three games to talk about, and I somehow think they're all different. I think they might be. So I don't think JJ has played the one of the ones that I have been playing yet. I have some quickie, a, a little quickie one at the beginning. Is, you, Michael, you maybe have some quick ones to talk yes, about? Yes, yeah, I right, have, I have right. two of mine are quick, so we can, Let's we do, can lightning round this. Yes, three, two to three minute lightning round games, and then if you say you're out of lightning round games, we'll move on to other stuff. Okay. Lead it off, bud. We can switch off. All right, so I was in a mood this weekend, um, a little bit of nostalgia for... A game that we have talked about, two games that we've talked about, Monument Valley, oh, um, which was a, a delightful mobile puzzle game, um, just brilliantly illustrated, well orchestrated, um, and and a lot of fun to play. So I think those are I, games that prove to me this doesn't count for your two minutes. No, okay. Those are games that prove to me that graphics don't matter. Yes. Because they're just polygonal shapes, and then you add in everything else that's going on. Yeah, if you if you have clever design, you don't need to dress it yeah. up. Much like what the golf. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay, I gotta add an extra game to my lightning round game. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, so I came across a list that was ten games that are reminiscent or inspired by. Monument Valley. And the first one I found was called Evo Explores, which feels like it was designed to be a Monument Valley successor. Uh, a lot of the mechanics are the same, where you're rotating things through 3D space in interesting ways to change levels. Um, you know, it, it has that same MC Escher feel that Monument Valley had. Uh, it has a couple of interesting wrinkles on the Monument Valley concept. Okay. Uh, that make it a little bit different. Like if there is a, if there's a, a blank space in between two walkways, if you rotate that space so you can't see it, the physics of the game fills it in as if there was a walkway there. Hmm. So you can okay. rotate, you can rotate a gap behind a pillar and cross from one side of it to the other. Nice. So cool. I like that. That's that's awesome. That's, yeah. That's the puzzle there, right? So basically. Yeah. 
Nice. Um, but yeah, a lot of the a lot of the mechanics are the same as Monument Valley. So if you enjoyed Monument Valley, highly recommend this one. What was um, the name I of it again? Evo Evo Explores. Okay. Uh, and it's on both Android and iPhone. All right, I'll uh, I'll step in with a short one, and then back to you. Okay. I tried farming, you guys. What? Yeehaw. I tried some farming. I, I decided to, you know, use Game Pass the way that I've suggested people should use Game Pass if they subscribe to it. Uh, and I said, everyone seems to be loving this farm simulator 19. Uh, and it may or may not have had to do some with something called Clarkson's Farm. <laughs> great, great show. Very yeah. silly. Uh, we, yes, I found it entirely enjoyable and silly and fun. And I thought... I was in a farming mood after that, and then I, th- I I installed Farm Simulator 2019, which I think during COVID has become quite popular. Um, a I lot of it. those simulator games are quite popular, surprisingly popular, I think. So I ran into the same issue that I have not run into with flight sims. So I've done sims, but usually they're flight sims because I love the idea of you know flying a plane and all that sort of stuff without having to fly a plane. Uh, which is expensive and hard to do and somewhat dangerous sometimes. Um, and expensive. Really think, expensive. Yes. Let's say it again. Expensive. We have to say it more times. <laughs> expensive. Um, but I ran into the same problem as I run into with Animal Crossing is like, I'd rather drive a real tractor, <laughs> which is not an impossible thing to do. Like, I, I ran around for a few minutes in the regular mode and the tutorial mode. And it was just like, this is just busy work. Like there's no, I don't know what the the benefit of this is much like animal crossing. Like, okay, you make the house prettier, you make the farm prettier. Like I, if I'm going to do that in a game, maybe I should do that to my property instead that I own. Uh, there's is, a Zen quality, I assume to those sim games, right? I Where like once you similar to flight sims, actually like once yeah. you get going, and you're just cruising, you know, you can just look at the sky and be like, I'm on my way from, you know, Memphis to, oh, you know, to Florida. And I'm just flying through the sky. Wow, this is great. You know, like. I think the yeah. the flight sim gives you no specific goal unless you set one for yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but the farm one, the farm one was definitely more along the lines of um you have to pro- plant the crops. Then you got to do the thing. Then you, and the, it's like popping up world of Warcraft style missions on the side of your screen. Right. Um, and it would always just felt like busy work. It didn't feel like the whole, like, Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go do the, the flight. I'm just going to get in the plane. I don't know really how to describe it other than it felt like busy work. And less I mean, like a flight sim. And so I just kind of... There's a reason the stereotype is the kids grow up and move away from the farm. I, <laughs> but again, if I had a real farm, at least it would feel like I actually did it. Right, you know? I mean, based on that show, it seems like that farm is a lot of work and not necessarily fun and giggles. <laughs> uh, yes, exactly. And a farm simulator did not seem like fun and giggles either. Uh, but I did not get kicked in, in the testes by uh, Ram, so good news on that front yeah you take the good with the bad farm simulator 19 if you're really into sims uh (laughs) 
or like the sims or maybe like animal crossing maybe that's your bag it was not mine done michael back to me then yep um so the the other one for me was actually the second game on the list uh, of 10 games inspired by monument valley okay uh, th- this one was one called mekorama m-e-k-o-r-a-m-a sounds like you really need monument valley 3 i mean i want news <laughs> on it um but lacking that uh this one though um didn't really remind me as much of monument valley as it did captain toads oh so similar to similar to monument valley it's a each level is kind of a three-dimensional pillar that you can rotate through space sure but in this one you are you are a character that can just walk and climb stairs That's, Mm -hmm. that's all you can do in terms of movement and you are trying to make your way up, down, around, through these these 3D towers uh, and collect all of the... You're, you're making your way to the end of the level. There is a single gold star on a red button that you have to get to. Okay, so and also in each kind level, of uh, Monument Valley. You got to get to the one spot at the end. Yeah, but in addition, there are generally some number of other stars in the level that are easier or harder to get to sure and that's definitely very captain toad where it's like oh there's yeah. like four stars in each level you don't have to get them all but here you go yes mm-hmm. exactly i like the captain toad thing where it's like that i like that part speaking, a lot. speaking of captain toad uh i don't want to derail the conversation too much but michael have you seen lego the builder's journey I saw the ad for that today. Yeah, I did see something about that. I haven't gotten to look much into it. I want to say this came out a few months ago or maybe more. Yo, it's Captain Toad, but Lego pieces. Okay. It's a, you know, is a exploration puzzle game kind of thing where you are some Lego pieces and you wander around a landscape doing some puzzle stuff on like little dioramas, right? But everything is made out of Legos because Lego. Right, yeah. Um, I have no idea how much it costs or if it's good because I haven't played it, but I saw <laughs> it and I saw these pictures and I was like, immediately wishlisted this for when it becomes something I'm interested in later. I feel like that'll have a Minecraft-like life. So how is Mechorama? It's good. It's good. It's a, you know, it's a good one when you just have like a couple of minutes and you want to play a level or two of something. Okay. They all they all kind of stand alone. They you know they introduce m- more and more variation into the levels. So you will come across other robots that have different functions. Um, robots that can only turn right. Robots that can only turn left. Um, robots you can stand on to ride from place to place. I'm looking at it in the app store. It's very different in style than Monument Valley. Oh yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. It did not. It did not really remind me of Monument Valley, except for the part where you can rotate the the environment itself. It looks like it was free to play. Yeah. So it has. It's free to play. It has ads, but each ad you can exit out of after five seconds. So okay. it hasn't really been intrusive. Uh-huh. Um, you can pay the like four bucks if you want to get the full version without ads, but. It hasn't really bothered me enough to consider it. Uh, Evo Explorers is not part of Apple Arcade. Bummer. Oh, that's too bad. I think. I can't quite tell. 
Michael not having Apple Arcade means it's unlikely to be part of it, right? Well, I I currently am still subscribed to Apple Arcade for some reason. I think it's because I'm trying to convince myself I want to play Fantasian. Mm-hmm. I've heard it's good, but also I don't have Apple Arcade, so I'm never going to find out. Um, I think it was... Was it... Who's the guy that pressed press reset? Press reset. Uh, Schreier? Schreier posted okay. about it the other day, and he said if this wasn't stuck on Apple, it would be very popular. Hmm. Okay. Believe it. I mean, it's from uh, that studio that has Nobu or Nobu Uematsu, right? Yes. What's the name of that? Mistwalker. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So they're popular. I'm pretty sure that guy. Yep. That guy's name is big enough that people know who he is. Nice. Okay. Right. I I will take a look at this game also. I think it's looks cool. That looks cute. It's very yeah. cute. They've, they've both been fun so far. So I'm I kudos to whoever I don't remember off the top of my head. Um, whoever put that list together. All right. Uh, my other quick quick one here. I'm sending you a picture. The first picture. Uh, the one that has text on it. Just go ahead and look at that one. In our group chat, it's a uh, picture from What the Golf. In our in our Facebook group chat, I'm sorry, not our uh, Discord group chat, because <laughs> I figured it'd be easier there uh, since oh, the picture sure. okay pictures on my phone. <laughs> this is uh, the one you showed me. Yeah, yeah. Can you tell what game that's from there, JJ? There's a uh, lot of gee. Yeah, I don't know. It's real tough with all this. Uh, all the portals yeah, uh, and the golf is a lie. <laughs> yeah. So I was playing. Referencing. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Portal two uh, or one, I guess uh, it doesn't really matter. Uh, I was playing with the golf and I flung my golf ball through a little uh, tube, and out the other side of the tube came a companion cube instead of a golf ball. <laughs> and so I started to go around the map to different levels, and all of them were portal-based levels where you had to like do different things with the portals. Uh, what the golf continues to not be about golf, and I'm loving every level of it. I really, if you have an extra PlayStation 4 or 5 controller, or any Bluetooth other controller, I guess, um, please hook it up to your device. It is much easier to play that game with a controller. Hmm. <laughs> The fine motor skills required on some of the levels are, are impossible for me. Like there were some levels that they did as a 3D shooter, like a third over the shoulder <laughs> third person no. shooter. I'm not joking you with the same mechanic of you still have to do the paper toss, fling the ball in different directions, right? Um, but, but that's you firing your shots. Well, so yeah, so then you pick up if you can run the ball into some people, uh, you can pick up their guns. But then the next move you make shoots the gun, and if you're not accurate, uh, with mm. down to a very pinpoint amount with your finger, or you know accidentally press in the wrong place, so your finger ends up in the way when you move it. Uh, sometimes you can get frustrated by that, so you know hook it up anyway. What the golf? Great game, having a lot of fun. JJ, you haven't gotten a lot to talk about in the quick game section, so I think you're leading off the what the heck have we been spending our extra time on? <laughs> uh, sure. The extra time I've been spending on is it's me back on my uh, BS again, doing the <laughs> stuff that I continued to do. And I decided that, you know, it's been a whole month or something 
Uh, it's been longer than that, but it's been longer. more than more, several months since I played a Yakuza game. So I should get back in there. And I am playing Yakuza 6, The Song of Life, which is the final one that I have not played yet. So uh, I'm me, closing out the saga. Me nice. and Kiryu are back on the mean streets of Onomichi, and, uh, which is in the Hiroshima area of Japan. Uh, also, of course, in Kamurocho, Tokyo. And punching bad guys doing the doing Yakuza stuff. Okay. So is this back to to normal Yakuza style of gameplay, or it is it be, uh, the RPG RPG style? right? Or, no. So you got to remember, uh, it, of course, me the Yakuza knower would know, but yes, you would. I yeah. should obviously explain to people who are slightly confused at the release order of these games in the West. Uh, this game is Yakuza Six. The more recent RPG game is technically Yakuza 7, although it's just called Yakuza Like a Dragon. And so in terms of release order, this was the last one like this. Got it. Oh, okay. In terms of like initial release order in Japan, right? This game came out for the PS4 years ago, right? It has only finally now come out on PC. Uh, I think it came out in March, though, actually, so quite a while ago, but here I am. Okay. So... Yeah, uh, you know, running around, punching dudes, leveling up, eating food. It uses a lot of similar systems to Yakuza 7. So the uh, the eating food and, like, you have points in different categories and those sorts of things are very similar. But it, it is not RPG-based combat. It's not parties and that sort of stuff. It's just you and a bunch of punching moves. So, yeah, pretty interesting. You know, the the story in these is, like pulp gangster fiction novel stuff right it's the oh no my clan is betraying me i'll have to fight them <laughs> to the last man or right. oh no my my adopted daughter is pregnant and has a kid by some father i don't know who he is we have to go make him take responsibility and then you know all these various other things that are all happening at the same time improbably beautiful so still great still, those, still yakuza still good brought you back in the stuff that you, if you didn't like Yakuza before, this one's not changing your mind. <laughs> Fair. Uh, Michael, what do you got? Uh, so I went out and downloaded something pretty much the day it came out last week. Um, this is one that I, I mentioned, I think I mentioned it on stream um, to sure JJ. Um, it is called Greek. Memories of Asher. Yeah, um, you did this, mention this. Yeah, so not to be confused with Azure. Um, <laughs> but this one is... It's only is, four words. I can remember it. Yeah. Um, this one is a... It, I guess it's technically a Metroidvania, um, and it feels like a combination of Hollow Knight with Trine with a little bit of Ori thrown in. It's a lot of different things you're throwing at me right now. Hollow Knight yeah, and Ori at least. I like though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hollow Knight and Ori at least are kind of in the same genre-ish. Uh, they're pretty similar genre-wise, right? They have Metroidvania, unlockable power, map exploring kind of things. So Trine, not so much. Trine's like no, Trine a, is Trine's side-scrolling sure. co-op. Ori. Uh, Ori Trine is, is like 2.5D in the newer ones. 
Um, but the, the element that it pulls from Trine is that you start out as a main character who is looking for his lost siblings. And each time you find one of your siblings, they join your party and you can swap between them to perform different actions. Uh, and when they're when you're not directly controlling them, you can have them follow along and they'll fight on their own. Lost Vikings. Ooh, yes, actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, what I meant by trying is side scrolling is more my trying is like more more linear level development, right? I mean, yes. It's just like, yeah, it is definitely a. That's what I meant level. by a side scroller instead of like a Metroid where you can kind of go anywhere. Uh, yes. I guess side scroller was the wrong word though. Um, Trine has levels and is concerned yeah. with you know going from one to, from left to right yes. exclusively. Yes. Um. Yeah. Lost Vikings is what it sounds like you got there. That's cool. How is yeah. It? It's it's been good so far. It's it is hard. Um. There's I think I just have it set on normal difficulty, but so far. I've beaten two or three bosses and have not found a way to increase my life beyond the the four four or five hits that you get when you start. So you have the little you have the little circles of light as your health bar a la Ori, and every time you get hit you lose one of them. Uh, and some enemies will drop refills, but not all of them. So it's it's pretty easy if you're not careful to find yourself very low on health. And while you do have inventory slots, you don't have many of them. I think you start with three. Hmm. Is your so, life shared between the characters? So no. Fortunately, each each character has their own life bar. And I'm not sure what happens if a character who you are not playing as loses all of their life points. Oh, wait a minute. Can yet. they take damage when you're not in control of them? I think so. Oh, no. But I haven't, I haven't, I haven't really tested that out because I just got the second character. That's that's rough, man. Because if the AI, yeah, I wonder if it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, technically they can take damage, but only if you're like making them stand in the way of the laser beams or well, whatever. Well, but if they do, does the second person just sort of follow your exact path, kind of like the, so the shadows in can... um, in Celeste? You can sync and unsync them. So if you sync movements, then they jump when you jump, and they grab onto onto like climbing walls when you grab them. So if you did and like a you... jump, then they'd be a little bit behind you, JJ, and they could get killed by something. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But if you unsync them, what happens? If you unsync them, if you're not in a fight, they'll just stand still. Uh, and so, so maybe you just map. leave them somewhere, and then they yeah, teleport you to you later. Yeah, uh, I don't know if there's a way to teleport them to you, but you can just leave them. So I was going to say, what if you just if you, run if them you, to the other side of the map? <laughs> I have a feeling if you le- you can do that, but I have a feeling if you leave the map area, it'll pull them with you. So the map, you don't have a room by room map; you have an overworld map, which has different locations on it. And so I'm pretty sure if you leave one location to go to another one, they probably pull the other characters with you. Okay. Hey, that's like a lot of Metroidvania stuff will do something similar, right? Where you change rooms in Soten or if you change areas in Hollow Knight or Ori similarly, right? You go through go through a room door, more or less, quote unquote, and then a bunch of stuff resets, monsters respawn or whatever. Yeah. 
but there are definitely puzzles that I've found so far where it's like one character has to hold this door open and the other one has to run, you know, around through four different rooms to find the button that holds the door open from the other side so that the first one can let go of the the wheel that wound the door up and come through. Okay. Yeah. Cool. That's cool. So it's been good so far. Um, I will say I, the art style has like deep Hollow Knight and Ori vibes. It does. It's it's got that it, hand it's drawn like, style. Mm-hmm. It's very it pretty. very reminiscent of Hollow Knight. It looks pretty. Right on. So I think it's still on discount right now because oh, it just it got like released. A, okay. Well, as suggested by this podcast, always buy on discount. I'm sorry to say that in front of all the uh, the known developers that listen to this, thousands of them, but, uh, you know, if they're going to give it to you, you might as well take it. <laughs> yeah. All uh, right. I took a different tack than both of you. Um, in honor of Monster Train becoming available on the Switch, I did not play it on the Switch. Okay, but I did play it. <laughs> uh, it is included in my still active uh, Game Pass subscription. It's been on there mm-hmm. since I listened to the people that were on the Bombcast who are no longer on there talk about it, and I just had not uh, clicked the install button yet, but I had it in my playlist. Um, what a weird version! It's a so Michael. It's a roguelike deck builder. G sound familiar? Okay, I, so I swear to God, I've talked about this game. Going on, Monster Train. Of... I talked about this game on this podcast before, right? I really doubt it. I've played so much of this game. How could that not have happened? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Uh, well, I I want to hear your experiences because Monster Train is rad. It's not Slay the Spire. No, but it's very similar. I mean, so... the if people played Slay the Spire, they understand what a deck building roguelike is. Um. Just like Slay the Spire, there are artifacts. Just like Slay the Spire, there are cards. Just like Slay the Spire, um, that's about it. You traverse battles. You, well, a map yeah, you but the, the, ma- the map is not the there, same. The map is not the same. You unlock stuff as runs go on. Uh, it's you kind un- of very different, is, though. I it's mean, not. It is so similar. Andrew. No, it's <laughs> very different. I just played both of them back to back today. Andrew, I've played like... 50 hours of monster train and like 200 hours of slay the spire. I know I get it. But like in slay the spire, you can choose what direction you go in monster train. You, you choose have a your, lot less control. In you monster don't, train, you don't choose sure. a path in monster train. You're yes, in what? No, 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 no. Hold on. You're, you're thinking about it in a way that is not accurate. You don't choose your path in so much as like you look at the entire map and you're like, well, I don't want to fight those boss monsters. I want to go to this direction. And in, in Slay okay, the Spire, sure. you don't get you don't get choice about enemies. No, you that don't. Stuff is all you have. The there are nine circles. Get. I wonder why. Uh, well, Michael doesn't know why. Monster train. Start at the Michael is <laughs> uh, a train of monsters that is headed towards the ninth circle of hell. Okay. And heaven is trying to stop you from getting there. Yes. So okay. you will you will fight um, clergy and angels with your monsters. Uh, as in your attempt to get there. Um, 
Slay the Spire, you can kind of choose what monsters you want to fight. Hard ones, not hard ones. If you want to try and get to pyres, if you want to try and get to merchants, if you want to try and get to this, that, and the other. This one, you are essentially going in a straight line down to the ninth circle. You have three boss monsters that are randomized, and they tell you in advance which ones they are. Um, those are the hardest levels. Every level has a boss. I want to uh, be clear. Uh, knowing those in advance is super important. <laughs> yes, because if planning. Oh my god! If you pick it is, the spell, oh my god! Unlike unlike Slay oh the Spire, where you can get a lot of stuff to like make it work. Yep, you cannot do that in Monster Train. If you want to succeed down to that last level, sometimes you need to be planning yep. at yep. the start. Yep, or Very you are going build. to. Uh, in there's, trouble. So there's just some that are just impossible. So like if you pick the spell people and then you your final boss is Seraph the whatever. There's different the versions. Traitor, the traitor, I think. The one uh, that makes your spells consume. Your spells consume really, themselves really in which is like exa- exhausting them in Slave Aspire and you don't get to play them again. Oops. Okay. Yeah, well, okay, a good deck in this game is 15 cards max and one, two, three, four, five, six, seven ish of those are going to be monsters. So you only have eight spells, right? And now all of a sudden, now all of a sudden, is out of spells. They're, they're and you played all your they're monsters. One-time you use. have nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the game, the combat is the thing that's very different in this the, game. So but yes, the- but I, but I want to talk about the map for a second, real quick, JJ, because I refute, sure. I refute that you have a map choice. You don't. You have you do, an you upgrade have, you, choice. Yeah, and that's but those, that's not the it, map. Because there's no battling to get those upgrades. You have to finish your battle, and then you get a choice. Michael, you'll go into the next circle. So you start in the second circle after you beat the first boss. And in the second circle, you can go to the left or the right on a map. But all you're doing in those areas is choosing. If you go to the right, you get a monster upgrade and a new monster. If you go to the left, you get a spell upgrade, and you can remove two cards from your deck. And then once you do those two things, you go on to the next battle, and the next battle is always the same, no matter what you did. Get an, get an upgrade for well, yeah, the battles are always the same at the end, right? Because you they told you beforehand who all the bosses. And well, stuff they told you the three mains, and then and then you have five other battles in there, right? Right. Yeah. I I still think that it is because of those choices. It is important enough to count as making choices it's not oh like, it is absolutely yes, it's not exactly you, uh, the same as the yeah. map from slay the spire right but slay the spire's combat it takes way less time and is way less oh my god than- so and slay the spire michael you you're just a guy on the left right and the you're, enemies you're are on like the right single the the metaphor yep. is like a single dude or person adventuring through the dungeon with right? lots of cards to make you good now right. look look at the second picture I sent to our group chat there, and you will see oh, yes. what the screen on Monster Train Battle looks like. Kind of. Uh essentially what you yep. have is a train car with three level four levels, Michael. Right, four. Uh, four levels. Three of the levels you can fight. By the on. way, the train is called the Bone Shaker, which the is the Bone Shaker. Nice. Uh yeah. And the top level is your pyre, which p- fires the train. So that is your Essentially, it's like a TD, like a tower defense. It, 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 okay. The battles are very reminiscent of a tower defense. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and if they get to the pyre, the pyre can fight them. But if it loses all its health, you're done. Um, so you can place monsters up to, I think, nine or ten spots per there's each monster takes up a certain amount of spots. And you can so like a really strong one will take up three and a really weak one will take up one. 
Okay. Um, I want to say seven is the unit limit. Uh, no, I've level. had nine at least. You can get upgrades to that limit. Yeah. Uh, five is the stock limit. Um, five, and then you can get up to like nine or ten. I can't decide. I have had the game tell me that the enemies, because I kept rooting them, they were like, no more enemies can be held on this level. Stop it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, look, we're just going to bypass you. You're trying to do something here. Yeah. Um, and so you use your monsters who have various abilities, like crazy different abilities, uh, depending on what factions they're from. There are five factions in the game, I believe, and they all are very different. Five? Yeah. Six? There's, Something like that. There's five or six factions in the game. Each faction has two different heroes that go in your deck. Each... Uh, faction has like four or five different keywords that are specific to that faction and michael each time you play a game you pick a main faction which your hero and some cards will be from right and you pick a sub faction oh interesting which cannot be the same as your main faction and you start the game with spells from that sub faction right so it's not that you you won't get the hero from the sub faction, but maybe you'll get units from it, yeah. Or maybe you'll get spells from it. Uh, to start out, you'll just get spells, but you can pick up units from it later. And so then you can build these crazy combinations. And I don't know, Andrew, have you even unlocked all of the unit, all the factions yet? Some of the last ones are really I, crazy. The last faction I have to unlock is the Melting Remnant. I think Molten Remnant. Okay, yeah. Uh, oh, dude, those guys are wild. Uh, yeah, and I have like four hundred more monster kills I have to make before I get there. All right, so that'll be like two games. Yeah, uh, yeah. So <laughs> Monster Train, unlike Slay the Spire, Slay the Spire is a refined experience of one character trying to make a perfect deck to get through a huge map to the end boss and beyond. Right. And like maybe beyond that to another boss. And there is like meta layers. Of There's meta layers of that, but, but slay, slay the spire is like refinement where I would say, or like monster trains more like orcs must die, which is just like, it's insane. TD craziness. Um, which is not hard if you don't want it to be. So like I won my second run of this game. Like the first oh, okay. game, the first game was like, I don't know how this works. And by the second game I had won my run. The game, I, the game is really good about giving you a, like the first clan you unlock. What did the Hellhorn? Hellhorn. Right. They're, they're like, they're the deep fighty, fighty demon dudes. Yeah. Basically. Berserk demons. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Are, they are very straightforward. Yo, they get big when people hit them and they have attack values <laughs> that start up huge and then decrease a little bit over time. And that's kind of it. Their, their spells, like, their right. spells are like add rage, add armor. Like, like it's very, very straightforward. They do a great job. Make, of being, making make the hitting do good, right? Yeah. That's their thing. <laughs> can and, I make, can, can, can I make hit more? Yes, you can. This monster has slots that are upgradable and you can make it hit more literally. Two times. Three times. Yes. Punch go burr. Punch go yes. burr. There's and literally a hero that does that. <laughs> and then the second faction is is the Awakened. Is that the name? Yeah, the healing faction. And they have a bunch of healing spells. Healing and, so and defense. Like, it's uh-huh. like, I have spikes and armor and defense. And healing. you're like, it, it, you, Michael, it takes no person to see this, right? It is very obvious, this combination here. Dudes hit good. Dudes have defense and healing put together. 
victorious combination, right? Yeah. Like, they do a good job of onboarding you like that. And then you unlock the third faction. And the they're Stygian. Like, spells, though, you guys. Yeah. What You and thought those spells early in the game were good, where you were doing, like, plinky damage with the guy to pick off the people in the back. Now what if well, I told you for three, this, it's like, this oh. spell hits for 25, Ooh, but but your great. guy has five health. Good luck. Right. Right. And so and then, you know, then you unlock another faction. And it's like, actually, what's really important is murdering all your own dudes to power your other guys. Yes. Up. And you're create, like, oh, whoa. Create an engine of monsters that eat each other to become stronger. And you're like, okay. but you better put them in the right space. This is where spacing of your your monsters actually starts to matter. Like. Yeah, you get the strong one needs to go in the front so your guys don't die. But like now it kind of matters because the person that eats these things is in certain places. And if you have the people in the wrong places, uh, everyone will be dead. You're feeding the monster that doesn't need to be fed and things are bad. Yeah. Or you, you know, and so the the factions just get like progressively more complex. and, And then it's like, oh, well, what if I put the spell guys with the defense guys that seems pretty good yeah. or oh, oh wait i'm gonna take the punchy guys and have them with the eating guys and like have the, the punchy guys eat a bunch of monsters that'll be sweet and like you know all this stuff combines in all these really crazy ways to make the runs really really different most of them on the easiest level can be won once you understand the game and you've played it through it i mean the first time through when i hit the end the very first time it was like oh that angel has 1200 health and my guy is going to die and my the next guy is going to die and then it, but the, by then you kind of like get it right like and even I, I i have struggled once or twice and abandoned a run where i was like i just am not getting how to make this this uh the upgraded heroes are very strange like when you each faction has the second hero and the second hero is usually very odd and each hero has three different subtypes too so it's like the monster train versus slay the spire comes out once you start to see the log book is what they call it (laughs) because you'd have a log book if you were on a train right get it sure yeah uh uh, once you see the log book and you're like there's how many different variations of how many you know like i haven't unlocked this 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 versus slay the spire for me is just like i log in i'm like oh yeah i still have cards to unlock with the green faction but it's like the cards are the the way and you just choose the different way you're going to try and go and you hope that you get the combinations. Whereas Monster Train on the earlier side, on the younger side, can really be brute forced if you know how the game works. And for sure. And so then the other thing is, right, the, the factions level up individually based yeah. on how well you do with them. So if you win a run with the uh, Hellhorned and the Awakened, right, your first two factions. You upgrade them quite a bit and you get a lot of get good a bunch, cards. A bunch of new okay. cards. And well, artifacts. And yet you unlock new artifacts for them. Uh, it is important to note, Andrew, that you say good cards. They are good, but they aren't always strictly better than the ones you had. True. And it is that's important to say because it, a lot of the difficulty in that game, I think, comes from, okay, well, I've won with like my favorite combination. I got both of those factions to level 10 and unlocked everything. Yeah. Well, I could just win with them every time now. No, you can't because you got to start to do your covenant levels, man. Yes, of course. I, I'm just saying that, like, the fun to me in that game became, like, well, I've never really figured out how to use this faction. And then this other faction that I don't know either. I'm going to pair these two together and figure it out. Yeah. Because you know someone somewhere has 
figured that out already right and so like there must be a way to win with this combination i just don't know what it is and so i'm just going to go on runs and be like all right okay my first choice was completely wrong i have torpedoed myself right off the bat i have already two great memories of this game one where i figured out how to make the sting mill deck oh yeah dude there are and uh, then the second one is actually the picture i sent you was my my first time understanding the stygian i did played the second game with him and uh i found the card offering monument and i gave it extra health and then every time i cast a spell i drew a card and every time i cast a spell i drew a card and all that's left in my deck is spells and that's me in that picture killing the boss killing the boss with six waves remaining <laughs> i love it right love and that's kind of like so good when it, you get the engine G- working G- so good yeah i spell cycled him to death in in the, like two rounds into the game there's a uh i was using stygian the other day actually and i was playing the other hero the one that has phasing and shards oh yeah yeah you, i that shard one is hard guy? man so uh I, I've done I didn't it, win this run but i got to the I, I got to the last boss and i was having a similar kind of deck to this where i was uh cycling spells except every time that this guy would get hit he would, in revenge, deal a bunch of frostbite damage. Oh no! And oh, did then, you have the card where you can move frostbite? I did. Ah. Uh, I also had an artifact that said frostbite never goes down, yeah. and add two frostbite every time you add a frostbite. <laughs> and, and essentially, the way frostbite works was like on their it's, turn, it's they take dot. damage equal equal to the frostbite value, right? Right. So he would attack me and add frostbite equal to the number of shards, quote unquote, that I had. And shards is basically just the number of times you have cast a spell. Are on his shards floor. static? Do they stay every round, or are they used? They stay. Oh. So, like, I, I would cast a bunch of cheap spells. His shard value goes up, and then every time someone hits that guy, they gain frostbite equal to the shard number. And so times two, times three, because you, it's it's plus two, right? Yeah. It's not times three. Well, it's plus but two, yeah. which is times three, because if you have one plus two, so. Oh, but it's not one. I have like 10 shard on this guy. Right, so it's so, 10 plus two. <laughs> oh, it's only plus two because they're not applied one at a time. Okay, got it. Correct. See, so yeah, some yeah. some of the interactions like that are, are hard to get until you play the game a lot. But um, it, it, but it, it, the only reason I lost was because I have... So eventually what this game becomes is calculating numbers really precisely to realize, okay, wait. Can I kill I the boss exactly or not? exactly enough health to get past this round so that next round I can put a shield on him that prevents all damage and then I'll be okay for that round. Yep. And then you know, like my other characters can take care of this and like just like worrying of like, okay, because the other thing, like Slay the Spire, all the enemy's actions are foretold. Oh yeah, that's exactly. the other different. No, that's a major difference in Slay the Spire and Monster important. Train. Uh, so in Slay the Spire, you attack first. In Monster Train, you cast all your spells and stuff. And then mm-hmm. combat happens, and the mo- and the attackers, which are not you, so you go second. Oh, yeah, right. So if your guy dies from the attackers, and you will know because there's a little, you know, the game precalculates uh, some of the damage. It can't precalculate other things. Like um, if your monster gets revenge plus health, right? It may not calculate correctly that you'll survive. Or, for instance, revenge frostbite, right? Uh, which is why I lost because I thought I had enough to kill him and he was off by a, enough number that he was able to get up to the pyre room and kill me. Oops. Sadness. Yeah. But the, and so the, 
you know, so you really have to be planning at some points. It's like, okay, I have this big blocker monster in the front. I have these two little guys that deal tons of damage and there's four monsters on the other side. I know if everything goes the way it is currently right at the beginning of the turn, I have my hand of spells. These front two monsters will die and the last one will hit me for this amount. You know, these monsters will hit me for whatever amounts. The front two will die and the next one will move up to the top, the next level up. Right. So then you can be strategized, be like, okay, I can use my spell on this third monster because he doesn't have that much health and kill him. And that's all the strategy uh, that it comes in. And then, you know, if you don't kill all the monsters and some of them move up to the next floor, next turn, you have to deal that with that floor and the new monsters that show up. Right. Yeah, I think it's. um, I worried a long time ago that there were too many deck builder roguelikes, Uh, but you know, when I thought back on Slay the Spire, I was like, I really like it, but I, f- I definitely fell off of it eventually. And the, the Hearthstone one was okay, and there are others. But I think the the in the Monster Train proves that, like, you know, there's still a lot out there. I think the, what's the newest one you two have, were playing? The, um, it's not exactly a deck builder, but the one, the track one that's more like a TD. Loop Hero? Loop Hero. That's kind oh, yeah, of, sure. kind of yeah. similar to this uh, with it's- a different layout. Yeah, there's a lot of roguelike elements that but, are shared there. But I think that uh, variety is the spice of life is the answer here. I I, I don't know. Can I um. Can I derail us with a with something that people need to know about uh, Xbox Game Pass for PC? Are you derailing the train? I yeah, that was that was the joke Michael made earlier today. I was reusing it. <laughs> Good joke. Um, I did have a problem. I have been encountering a problem that I need to report to be fair. Sometimes I try to open monster train. And this is the first time it's happened in any games. I've played state of decay and I played Celeste and I played monster train. And I played a lot of games through game pass recently, but sometimes the game will say no license found and not let me play it. That sucks. And I have to restart the computer and it works. I don't know what that's about. I will tell you the Steam version that I have has never given me a problem like that. True. Um, yeah, true. But but for the cost of actual money, whereas the Game well, Pass version I think is, two, you know, not uh, costing you much. Two months of Game Pass pays for this game. So, you know, do your own math, I guess, or buy it on sale and or I, something. It is worth saying there is DLC for this game as well. I have not played it. Um because I paid for the base game and I didn't didn't have reason to go back to it and spend more money, but maybe I will now. <laughs> does the Game Pass version have the DLC, Andrew? Do you it, know? I believe does not. I can open it right now. I don't think it does. Well, it might, I don't know. I don't know what the DLC is, so I don't know. It's called The Last Divinity, I want to say. Okay. Uh, the I Last there is Divinity. A, is it a new faction or something? There's a faction. Oh, and... a sixth clan has been summoned. And also, I think new bosses. I do the Wormkin clan is not selectable in my game, so my guess is this game does not have the DLC through Game Pass. Okay. Yeah, I don't think so. I can okay. report back later, but if I open the game, it'll make a lot of noise. <laughs> don't do that. Um, I don't know that I will care in the long run. We'll see. By the time I unlock everything, I might be ready to move on. Um, 
Yeah, that was know. kind of. I got to the point where I think I have unlocked almost every card for every faction. I don't know I how. I haven't gotten even close to the covenant ranks with everything. So that's the other thing, Michael. That's left to talk. There, there's a thing that's basically like a, you know, like Diablo. So basically, yeah. like a lot of this stuff. He doesn't know. He didn't play Diablo. Oh, uh, <laughs> I've, I've, Diablo has been around long enough that I have picked up. On so, so the, <laughs> there, the there's elements, cultural memory. There's elements of Diablo in this where you get if you do start doing this Coventry stuff, which is much like the uh, what do they call that in Diablo? Um, or in Slay the Spire, it's called Ascension Levels. Yes. Or what do they call it in Diablo when you like kept moving up in difficulty? Uh, uh, they used to call it like increased levels of torment. In torment. Diablo 3. Yeah. That's, that's uh, not a thing. That's anymore, not a. So well, yeah. Anyway, what it's called. Um, where you did the like, where you did the dungeon, but you could select the higher levels of each dungeon. Anyway, um, you get better cards, right? Which is like getting armor in Diablo, and then. Uh, Coventry level makes it's just like a multiplier just makes everything do more damage and be harder it's not the only thing it does though it also starts changing the cards you get at the start Ah, like adding cards that are just like not just not garbage bad but just actual garbage guards like you draw them and they just deal damage to you and do nothing Uh, I've only gotten to like Covenant level 4 or something yeah i think i tried covenant and, level one with an unleveled faction like to try it out destroyed. I, was like, I got wrecked you have yeah, to unlock, do that you have to unlock cars before you can do that yeah, covenant covenant <laughs> level yeah uh but the, it is a you know it's a way to like keep grinding and get more stuff you also unlock gold versions of the cards yeah. which do nothing except look cool yeah and yeah you know more more points more <laughs> score there are leaderboards to this game and you can design challenge runs and there's daily challenges that kind too. of stuff. Oh. I was very taken with it. Um, it's nice that it's not very competitive and all that sort of stuff. If you don't want it to be, or that you could it, make it competitive if you wanted. And it is cool that you can say like, I did this run, share it with people and they can try your exact run and see if they make different choices. Yeah. You get see, you can get seed. Codes. Well, that's cool. Get seeds. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, Slay the Spire does that too. So, it, it, yeah. yeah a lot of these roguelike games do that because why not right yeah uh we talked about diablo jj i don't know if you have enough time to talk know. diablo this time or we should talk it next time no we can talk about it there's not a lot to say other than hey y'all play diablo 2 this is some diablo 2 yeah um the open beta was this past weekend He's talking about diablo um, 2 resurrected i guess yes thank okay. you I did not say that up front. That's fine. But, uh, like, should I go out of my way to start playing Diablo 2 again with Diablo 4 coming? I mean, should you go out of your way to play a good version of Diablo 2? If you want to play Diablo 2, yes. Okay. If you don't, uh, I wouldn't really hold my breath on Diablo 4 coming real soon, though. I'm just saying. I think the senior game designer left. Uh, left or was removed? Who can say? Isn't that the company? Yeah, I think was removed Yikes. might be a more accurate description of what uh, happened there. Um, not, not said. The company made no comment, which is I don't know that we have much to comment. Statement on its own. Yeah, I don't know that we have much to comment on in the ongoing saga that is Blizzard's uh, comeuppance, I guess. But apparently, they've right. been ignoring a lot of problems for a long time and are now dealing with it. And Activision is drooling over their takeover of Blizzard. 
Is that a fair assessment of what's going on over there? Seems like it. Yeah. Don't be don't be um bad word people. Don't don't do that. It's really not that hard, I would think. But Yeah, you you would think. Apparently not. Uh okay, sorry, D two. Upgraded no, I, or just the same? It is. Uh, the visuals are much nicer, but the gameplay is, is exact. It's pretty similar. No, yeah. no. There is uh, there is controller support. Okay, you can play with the controller. Sure. Why not? Um, yeah, uh, it works. Okay. I would say it feels pretty good for using the skills and stuff because then you get to use multiple skills at once, which you can't do on the mouse and keyboard interface. Oh. Uh, but the inventory management and clicking on stuff makes you want to tear your eyeballs out. It's real bad. Yeah. Real bad. A lot of fiddly. I mean, Diablo three for all of its problems, uh, solved some things that are really bad about Diablo two, which is the fiddly inventory management, which is also a problem in Diablo three is a much bigger problem in Diablo (laughs) two. Yeah. Um, it's only the first two acts, so you know you can't really get all the crazy levels and find all those super crazy items. But it seems like they're doing a good thing, and the game seems mostly good. I know there are some people that are upset about various portions of it because you know they took away uh, offline play on LAN and stuff like that. Which oh great, the same are... same thing they did to Warcraft. What a shocker! Yeah, I was like, y'all weren't paying attention last time. Did yeah, this surprise you? Um, so I don't know, uh, that, that, you know, also, uh, because it's now an online game all the time, uh, it's very unlikely to be moddable, which the first, the original game is right. Uh, however, point. a lot of those mods are used for cheating. Uh, oh, gee. So there are legitimate mods to that game that are really cool. Uh-huh. Um, but obviously Blizzard isn't so into you modding their super old game though, so, you know, <laughs> None of that should be surprising. If you like original D2 and you just want to run around and chop some stuff up, this game's pretty fun. Nice. That's all I got to say about it. Okay. Cool. Well, all we have to say is I hope everyone had a great weekend and is in line for a great week. The end of summer is approaching rapidly with school having started, and I think weather may be hot for a while still. (laughs) But uh, hopefully people are getting back into a rhythm and... Having a good time. Until next time, where would you find us? You can find us on podcast at We Were Gamers if you want to send us an email. You can also find us on the internet at We Were Gamers on Facebook, internet, uh, social media platforms, those mm-hmm. kinds of places. Uh, we are, you know, We Were Gamers on your favorite podcasting app of choice. We are also on YouTube. You search for We Were Gamers, all one word, please. Find us there. You can find all of the wonderful videos, including the most recent carbon scoring, which I have quite enjoyed thus far, uh, and the most recent subspace transmission, which was a pleasure to record. Uh, so, that'll be out on Friday after this one. So I'm get, excited. To get excited to hear about lens flare. Nope. Don't get excited for that. Get excited <laughs> for how I blew JJ's mind. It's true. About uh, how JJ Abrams Star Trek is not actually JJ Abrams. There was a a mind-blowing moment. It's at the end. you got to listen to the whole thing. It's true. 
and uh, to remind everyone else besides that, you are not alone. We'll be in our future. Yay! That was a trepidatious but excited. <laughs> we will get back in the robot whether we wanted to or not. You have to get back in the robot. There's no question. If you find some cool runs, send them to me. I'm down to try out the runs you did. Uh, I mean... The hardest one I do, the ones I do, I always do the trials. We didn't talk about the trials, but I, I almost always do the trials. And sometimes that has really botched my run. Sometimes not doing the trial is important to having a successful run. Yeah, that 400 gold trial is so worth it usually, but sometimes it's spell block and I'm like, ah, no. I can usually deal with it when it's damaged, but anyway. Um the runs are just not that different overall. I don't know. To me, I just haven't gotten that far into it. I guess. Do you? Do you? Yeah. When I send a run, do you get the same faction and cards or what? I believe it's like, hey, take this challenge, use these same things. Yeah. Ah, uh, okay, got it. So, all right, I'm gonna bounce. Later, right. guys. All right, later.